I hope we all know that food is one of the most universal languages. And because of that, I have the most wonderful guest that I am so delighted to welcome. And her name is Kaylin, all the way from Edmonton in Canada. And there's a big reason she's here. And Kaylin, if you don't mind, I haven't prepared you for this, but I want to go in reverse. And so at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about you and your business and your offering and the reason you are who you are. But before that, I really want to get in because we've got quite a passion project, the two of us. And I think we, I know I say this. I think you've agreed with me. You can tell me live on air now if it's true. But there aren't many people like myself and yourself in that we can have the most frank and honest conversations where we deep dive into the truths and the fucking harsh realities of running a business would you say that that's yeah yeah (laughs) so if i asked you and these podcasts they're 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 it's a really to um cover the positives and the negatives so first of all i'm going to deep dive into that negative because i know we can leave on such a fucking high point because it's inevitable with the two of us but (laughs) i want if i was to say what are three pain points um, for you operating a food business and it's a cafe and a boutique cookery school. So quite a fabulous, fabulous setup. What are three pain points that uh, you find challenging? Uh, number one, staff, which is new for me uh, because I was a one woman show for so long. Um, so the staff, and I knew staff would be hard, but I never imagined it to be as hard as it has been. Um, and I think there's a lot of layers to that. I think one of them is the pandemic. Um, and I think this kind of weird world that we're living in now, um, whether you want to call it post pandemic or that we're still in the pandemic, whatever you kind of, however you see it, it's definitely affected the way people are. Um, and then for sure, still bouncing back from the pandemic is one of the biggest ones. And I hate going on about it, but it's a reality. I mean, I opened in the middle of a pandemic. And as I did that, my, um, there's there's still a loss that I'm I'm like I, I opened up with a loss from from having to close as a home-based business during the pandemic um and then the third one is balance for myself and find really being able to find um not feeling guilty for saying you know I'm I'm out I'm not going to make that soup today or I'm not you know you guys can do it or leaving a, a bunch of dishes and saying you know I could stay and I could do these dishes or I could go home and try and find kind of some balance so um balance of work and home life, I think, is the other big one. Yeah, it's massive. I, I also want to say and to reiterate that the reason I, I was compelled and you were always going to be on the podcast, and it doesn't matter that you're in a completely different part of the world because our shared experiences are absolutely relevant. So regardless of your gorgeous accent, it doesn't matter because your issues are worldwide. They're Irish nationwide. And that's why it's so important I needed to talk to you. So if we even talk about the staffing issue, there's no doubt about it. The trials and tribulations of going to bed at night, knowing that tomorrow you're not covered, that's, that brings on immense torture from all sorts of layers and levels because it's a pressure driven environment then as a result so how are you able to come in on a day like that and still with somewhat of a smile and still being able to engage what how do you do that how do you achieve that so some days i don't come in with a smile no most of the time most of the time i do but there are days where i've thought uh, which is the worst feeling you know you work so hard to build a, yeah. build a, a follow your dream and build build a business and then there are days where I wake up and I think, why did I do it? Like what, you know, what, um, and I always can come back to the why and I can always come back to that. And then that's what makes, that is what pushes me forward. It makes me smile. Um, but I think it's for me just over the last probably four months, I've recognized that I can only control so much. And really the only thing I can control is myself, even in my business, I can't control, I can't control who's walking through the door. I can't control how busy we are. I can't control, um, how we're getting busier and how that kind of, you know, and the reaction of what we need to do to kind of pivot and meet that demand. Um, so knowing that I can only control so much is a big one. And then also just knowing when to say no, like whether that's pulling something off the menu for today, because we're not going to be able to execute it well, or whether it's, um, you know, saying, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I closed the cafe for two days because I needed to just step back and I needed to find that balance. And um, yeah, I, so I think that that's a, those are the two, the two big things that I've, I've done. Um, and then also just really recognizing that I'm not the only business owner that's ever gone through this. Um, mm. And and I'm not the last business owner to ever go through it. And other businesses are, are struggling with this too. And it's not a defining thing to on or to who I am as a boss. 
But then in that also remembering to learn from the mistakes that I've made or that have come about because of someone leaving or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, I think it's just remembering you can only control so much. And and if you get, it's easy to get, you know, flustered in it all. And yeah. I was there two, two, three weeks ago, the, in the middle of, no more than that, a month ago now, in the middle of September, um, I was there where I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what's next. And I don't know. And I, I, I wasn't smiling. <laughs> so we had one of, yeah. one of my main girls, who's a, a barista and a shift supervisor. She said, I'll make the muffins, Kayla. Just like she, she could tell there was oh. nothing. I, I, I wasn't going to, I was stuck. I just was sitting at the island in the workshop and I was like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know how we're going to move forward. But I let myself I, wall in it for a bit and then I moved forward. Yes. I, I was about to say, I love... So, so your the personal growth piece within what you've just spoken about is absolutely freaking huge, because if you do, if you don't have a sense of forgiveness to yourself, then you are going to show up as a very volatile, potentially toxic individual. So you even acknowledging, okay, some days are really fucking brutal, and you can show up as best you can on the other days, and you can be the best that you can on those other days. But the reality is, you cannot be like that all of the time. So even that that honesty is absolutely critical, isn't it? Because people beat themselves up over it. So it's it's to be in a position where, okay, I'm feeling shit today, but I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not actually going to torture myself any further. I'm going to allow it to be, and it's given the space and the time to feel. And to not deny those feelings is really important. And also another huge piece there, Kaylin, is to make a decision that positively impacts you and everyone else around you. So I made a decision financially, it's going to hurt me, but mentally, emotionally, and for the, the savior of my team and for my brand and for my overall why and mission, I need to close for two days. I need to pull back for two days. I need to regroup for two days. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that is a powerful piece. And I think that's what you bring to your life, your ability to reflect and learn from yeah. your situations is one of the things that I admire the most about you, because that piece is the biggest piece we do not talk about in business. And it's not Would failure. I, it's not failure. Yes. I think there's this, we live in this society where failure is, you can't fail, you can't fail. But guess what? We're human. We make mistakes every single day and mistakes, the way you pivot and the way you react to a, uh, to a mistake is the, is, is I think the, the defining factor in who you are. Right. And you yes. can, you can, it's not to say that you can't wallow in it, like I said, or that you can't be upset or that you can't be frustrated by something, but you also can push forward from those mistakes. And I think if, if, um, yeah. I don't know if I, if I felt this strongly about this whole idea prior to opening. And I think the pandemic and just like re realistically every corner I turned, there was some barrier that seemed taller than the last barrier. And it just felt like it wasn't going to work. Um, so I don't know. I think I, I can remember making conscious decision around my birthday in 2020 that like I either had to, I, I had to pick, I had to just stand up and I had to move forward. And it wasn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't feel sorry for myself. <laughs> Yourself forever uh, for what was happening, right? Um, yeah. And I think uh, two big things that I just wrote down: the idea of loneliness and entrepreneurship, which is kind of ooh, kind of this ooh. concept, and and knowing finding finding people that you can talk to, really finding oh. people that you can talk to that get it. I because your, yeah, yeah. Because your friends can have <laughs> advice, or your family can have advice, but if it, people don't necessarily understand the burden and what the weight of of an entrepreneur, and that that every single choice that's made impacts the bottom line impacts the vision impacts what's next all of these things and it's easy for someone to say well just do this but mm. they don't necessarily see well if i just do this or i can't just do that because i don't have the manpower or whatever it might be um and then another huge one for me is is remembering that i think about on every day and all day and i wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it but my customer base isn't thinking about me and my business all day every day so me closing although that for those two days maybe felt like a bit of a, a failure and that I hadn't, I didn't have a strong enough team or whatever it might've been to, to stay open for those two days or that I wasn't strong enough personally to, to stay open. In the big scheme of it, everyone's forgotten about that. I remember it, but my customer base doesn't remember that, right? And, and how, if they do- How do you remember it? How do you frame that then out of curiosity? How are you framing that? To, to my customers or to myself? To you, to yourself. I knew it was, I knew that I, 
like 110% it was what I needed to do when I closed for those two days. It was a, it was as much about a, a family trip that I go on annually and being taking that time. But it was also that I was just going to continue to spin my wheels. And we, we had had this staff turnover and there was this struggle and it was, I wasn't, I was so burnt out that I wasn't making good decisions. I wasn't even making decisions. I was just stuck. I was just, just floored of what to do next. And just stepping back and taking that time to not think about work for, you know, for two days, two or three days, it was, it was huge. And it was, and, and it built, and also my team needed it. My team needed that time to, to kind of decompress and like, whoa, what has, what has just happened? Right. Um, it's a self-love yeah. piece, isn't it? Yeah. Self-compassion yeah. and, and, yeah. and the knock-on, the positive knock-on to everyone and everything else around you is yes. absolutely and, wonderful. As and being vocal with my team about it. Like I was, yes. you know, I, I, this is why we're doing what we're doing or, you know, this is why I've made this choice. And, and my team was very, very supportive of that choice. No one, like everyone was like, no, do close and take that time. And I'd been talking to another business owner here in Edmonton and he was, the one that kind of said to me, look, Kaylin, he's like, I can tell you, I can tell you what to do, or I can just sit and listen to what you have to say and kind of where you're, where you're at. And I said, no, I need someone to tell me what to do. And he said, just close, you know, our ovens were, it wasn't, it wasn't even just staff turnover. There were so many layers to why I chose to close. Our ovens were broken. We had, you know, we were, yeah, there was a, there was a lot going on. Um, And one other note that I just wrote down was, this is a thing that, that popped up this week recognizing and understanding the importance of I am not an employee at on. I am the owner. And if I fall into the, which I've been adamant about since day one, if I, if I jump in and I'm a barista or if I jump in and I work in the kitchen, that becomes kind of standard and it becomes acceptable. And it's not that I love all of those pieces of my business, but I can't be everything to the business. So I've set that boundary quite firmly from the beginning. Like I am not going to pick up if we don't, we need to have enough staff to move forward. And if we mm-hmm. don't, then we need to hire more staff or we need to figure that out. Because if it falls on me, something else drops that's on my plate. Um, and also it just, it becomes something that, you know, oh, well, Kaylin can do it. And then it, you know. It, Kay- it's- Kaylin, the, 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 uh, we need to slow this piece down because this, you are, uh, so this is your second business. So just to reiterate that, you you had, you have that you've continued and brought to a separate location, a very successful business. And so this is your second business, which is bigger again on so many levels within this business, because there's so many arms and legs to this new business that are so brand new for you. You were a precision maker in that first business that was absolutely phenomenal that I got to experience. And oh, my God, did I fall in love with it? So this second business, as much as, say, 50 percent is the way it was in a different location, but 50% of that business is brand freaking new. For you to be able to say what you just said takes business owners and operators years to understand the importance of working on the business and not so much in the business. When you take yourself away from those tools, so you must know the tools inside and out. You can't be a brilliant business person if you don't know how to jump in on those ridiculous days that, that by chance crop up. That's just the the put it out serious fires moment. But for you to remove yourself to understand that your plate can only handle so much and high value tasks are where you excel. The lower value tasks are where you hire. And to understand that fully is huge. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes it's the financial burden of it, right? Like, does it make sense to hire a manager or does it like financially? But I think you have to think about it long term. Yes, maybe right now it doesn't make financial sense. But in the big picture of things, it is going to make financial sense because I will be a better leader. I will be a better boss. I will be a better educator. I will be a better all of these other things. And the business mm-hmm. will thrive from that. And that will push us forward, right? And that whole concept yeah. of working in your business, not on your business. No on your business, not in your business. I used to struggle so much with Tracy because, and I've maybe said this to you before, I work in my business every day because I teach, but it's a different component to this new aspect of what I've opened, right? And that's where I really want to draw that line. And, and I mean, even, yeah, there it's, there's a lot of, there's, there's so many, there's, there's, I built, remember when you were here in 2019 and you were like, you're building two businesses. And I was like, I am not, I am building one business. And there's meant to be one business. I definitely opened two businesses, two businesses in one. <laughs> oh my God. So I should say, well, we, we go 
back years were very, very fortunate. <laughs> Hence why the, the, the validation piece of you knowing your shit and how important it is for you to be on my podcast series as, as a leader in your space, um, as, as such a, um, um, a repeated professional over years who's hit milestones um, according to your why, which is absolutely wonderful. But I remember when I was with you for those two weeks, what an incredible journey. But also, you know, you gifted me a great gift. I was able to be um, a teacher and host two masterclasses. Like how privileged I was to be in your uh, Ruby Apron cookery school back then, boutique cookery school that has now branched into On Kitchen. Like what a wonderful experience for me to do something like that and to meet the producers, to go direct from soil up in every aspect of every ingredient. Like you're a purist to the highest form and a realist, you know, yes. as much as you can to support local, you absolutely will. And, and then but your mindful approach to purchasing really good quality ethically sourced ingredients is a huge part of who you are as well so it's that full complementary piece um so that's the reason you're here your background is phenomenal and sometimes you don't get a chance to sit in that you don't get to see what i see sometimes and so i love that i can bring that to you to give you that reflection piece because the journey your process and your journey has been absolutely amazing and so if i even take you back give me your mission what's your mission why are you i don't have one tracy no, but you're why? You're no, why? What? why? I'm like, oh, you I didn't do... a mission statement. I'm like, I still, I was just, last night I was just trying to write a mission statement. <laughs> oh, you're, you're a divil. Uh, that's maybe the teacher you divil. Get that sorted. Go on, bring us, bring us on your why. My why. Um, So when I, seven, eight, um, seven years ago when I started my business, it was, I can remember sitting at my old job and thinking, why do I want to teach? And the why of why I wanted to teach was to bring people together around the table. And that was the entire focus and to get people to value, value food in, in it, all of its, in a simple form that it can be a really quick meal that you bring together and you sit down with the family and you eat that meal together. Um, and that I've never wavered from that through all of the steps of my business. And when I decided to expand and open a cafe, that value is still there that's still what i want i want people to come in and enjoy a coffee and a muffin and to be together and to to be social and to see food brings us together in the most wonderful way and i think that's um that's my why and it's still my why and it's what keeps pushing me forward because i can have a bad day and i come in and i teach yeah. and there's this this just this kind of sense of calm that's in the workshop and people peep, peep strangers eight strangers can be sitting around the table and they're connected all of a sudden just through this meal that we've cooked together and it's such a i think a beautiful and special thing it's it's powerful <clears throat> it's incredibly powerful but it's also a gift we must say that as well because you are a very talented natural gifted teacher where you're able to bring people on a journey so from whatever skill level up so you bring everyone together, you make them all feel very welcome and at ease. And I think that's a very powerful piece as well. So for you, you downplay yourself, which you have there as well. So I'm going to get out to you because you, you didn't you didn't reiterate um, the importance of suppliers. And when I think about somebody who's a real power force, like there's a political future for you some which way there's you like a worldwide advocate. Because what you do for Edmonton and Canada, I think, is huge. And so if you don't downplay it this time, can you bring us through, <laughs> through that, the importance yes. of? Because it's a huge part of who you are. Yes, it is. It is. So so I guess that was the simple version of why I started, why, like my why. But the other big, huge, huge, huge piece, and you're right, Tracy, in that is that we, when I came back from cooking school in Ireland, I was like, I can't live here. Like, I can't live in Alberta. There's nothing, you know, there are food, our, and we have an incredible food culture in Alberta. And I was just, I was kind of in this stunned, stunned world when I came back, I guess. Um, but I started to build relationships with producers to know where, something simple, I, living in Alberta, we grow wheat for the entire world. Uh, we export so, so much wheat. And we can't source, it's hard to source wheat that's been growing here in Alberta. And that was kind of one of the first ingredients that really took me down this kind of wild ride of trying to, you know, trying to a meet producers and then understand how my, how the food and how the ingredients in our kitchens was being not only grown, but processed, packaged, and then brought into our kitchens and how we were using it and how it's being sold. So building relationships with farmers and sharing the farmer's story, because I think that's such a missed piece 
across the world is that without a it's so simple and when i say things like this sometimes i think it's like duh of course we can't we don't we don't eat without farmers but why aren't we valuing farmers and why aren't we showcasing the work that they're doing and sharing their stories because farmers have the most incredible stories and they want to they do want to share their knowledge and they do want to share their their passion but not everyone gets the has the ability or the time to meet with producers in the way I get to in my in my daily work. So I bring the producers in, I bring their stories into my workshops and I share their mm. stories as I teach you to make a loaf of bread or whatever it might be. Um, and I think it's it, that's one of my favorite pieces of what I do. And we do it in the cafe too. It's huge because not only are you a community-based business, but even your ethos behind your menu and your workshops is hugely community-based as well. So that overlap and how that intertwines beautifully through education, so from the cafe to the cookery school, is phenomenal. And it's very easy for you because it is your heart and soul. Like, this is in your flipping DNA. And, so and did you... Did you know that? Like, how long have you known that this is part of your DNA? Like, where did she come from? You. I think, I mean, I think for, for a lot of it started, I mean, when I, growing up, we always had, you know, a garden in our backyard and we went to U-Picks and we went to farmer's markets and um, my mom cooked from scratch and all of these things. Um, but then I think for me, a lot of that stemmed when I went to, to Ballymaloo and, and learning more about how the importance of, and the simplicity of food that is made with good quality ingredients, because you can make, something dead simple like that alfredo that's pasta sauce that i put on my on my instagram feed that this week it was butter cream good good quality butter good quality cream good quality good quality parmesan cheese and i think that was it maybe there was something else, something else in it but you know you salt and pepper spinach, you, yeah you, spinach right you start with simple ingredients and you end up with yeah. a beautiful dish and it doesn't have to take yes. a long time so i think yeah. it's i think there's been multiple um pieces and for me one of the biggest the toughest pieces of COVID was not being able to connect with producers. And I, I lost some of that, like that, that fire inside of me of why I do what I do and why I want to share those, share those stories. Um, and you said you called me a purist and I think I'm almost a purist to a fault. Like I, I mean, my, yeah, I'm almost a purist to a fault. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I see it, it, I, it, it can be quite dangerous language. Yeah, it can be quite dangerous language as in there, there, you can't be all of the time and there has to be that gentleness, but you do your best when you can. And, yeah, and I yeah. think it is about doing the best that you can. And I think something that I struggle with is not everyone has access to the food that I have access to and the food that I get to share in my cafe and the food that I get to share in my workshops. So at what level um, can I give back to my community in a different way? And I think that that's mm. a three, five-year goal is to be able to work with community mm. gardens, to teach children to grow food, to, to oh. bring children in, to teach them to to grow and maybe to go into the, you know, in, into my community on a larger scale and educate um, without having to make a profit because right now my business is young and I have to make a profit. Um, but it's something that sometimes, and I can, I catch myself sometimes on this line of like, I, I'm preaching this preach, but it's not accessible to everyone. And yeah. I am very mindful of that, but I think that there's this foundation that we can build and the people that do have access and are able mm. to, to purchase ingredients and, and connect with farmers and this sort of thing need to be doing that to build it up and make it more accessible for everyone. So I do struggle. I do struggle with that kind of line sometimes. Um, but it's a goal. It's in my head always. And what can I do in the future when I'm eight, when I have more time? I don't know if I'll ever have more time, but yeah. have well, more time. And, and I, my business is, you know, profitable and that I'm able to go out yeah. into the community and do things. So uh, two questions. One, you said it's in your head, you know, this goal. Is it on paper? Yes, Tracy. I'm, I'm a, so last, you can see, but I just wrote, last night I wrote like 12 pages of goals and like thoughts and questions and things that we're still struggling with that, you know, we've been struggling with for 18 months since I opened the business. Um, and yes, I do write goals and I write them in a very, I like lists and I like checking things off. They, yeah. So yeah. I love yeah. that. And, and well, I'll go off, veer off that question. Are you gentle with yourself over your goals? Because goals are great to kind of give you direction. However, you change, it changes. Are you good at reflecting that growth piece and that change piece where you're gentle with yourself knowing, okay, that wasn't strictly where I need to go because your business, it takes you by the hand sometimes, doesn't yes. it? When yeah. you allow, like, here's a big phrase and people probably hang up. Don't hang up, people, <laughs> keep listening. But the universe... The universe sometimes directs you, doesn't it? So yes, uh, not. not yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hang up. I'd be like, "Oh, tell me more." <laughs> when you put it out there, so you have you have a really good idea of who you are, what you are, and what it is you want to achieve. But you've got this 
this gentleness about yourself where you give yourself space to allow other things to come through whatever they may be there's there's wonderful opportunities like something hit me across the face two weeks ago and I'm still going holy shit that's why I started this business three years ago that's a flipping reason I'm doing what I'm doing and so this there's a growth piece going on behind the scenes but that's what I mean I did I couldn't write that down however I had a feeling a gut feeling that it was always going to be bigger than me and that there was a reason to give back yeah yes so you're gentle with yourself I am and I think um so one of my downfalls 110 percent, is that I'm like as soon as things get like okay like we're we're sailing the you know we've we've hit our goals I'm like okay now what 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 can I like throw in the mix now? Like why why don't we try this or why don't we add this into the mix or yeah. um and being mindful and there's a piece that I won't go into huge detail about but the the building that I my on kitchen is in is going to be torn down which is a whole big thing and there's potential in in kind of three to five years that I'll have to move out of this brand new space into something something different um and that is kind of actually stopping me from being like what's next because I'm Mm. because I'm putting those things into that space that's a future space um and really reminding myself that it's okay to just be and you don't always have to be you don't always have to be going for the for the next and you don't always have to be there's there's something in in just being that can be really mm. rewarding as a business owner and, and and it gives you the time then to step back and reflect on all of these things and 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 streamline maybe processes and systems that are in your business that aren't 110 percent right so yeah. there's that and then i think another really big thing is the way i write lists and this is i would put to one of the reason my business has been successful to date is the way i think and the way i structure my my days my weeks and my months I don't, and my team is starting to learn this about me. I know it's frustrating for them at times. I can't always think about tomorrow until tomorrow. And I don't put that on myself to worry about what is tomorrow. I worry about what I need to get done today, especially if today is an overwhelming day uh, and there's a lot on the list or something has derailed the way that the, the day is going. So I write lists kind of in a very attainable, like I need to respond to emails today, something as simple as that. And there's something quite satisfying about getting that task done. And then in that I also always have a list of future things that need to be done, you know, that are maybe this week or this month, or maybe there are things that aren't going to get, I won't get to for three months, but they're written down. And then you always feel like you're being successful. Right. And I think, cause I yeah. think that that's when you feel like you're spinning your wheels, which as a young business owner, you often, often yeah. do, you know, you, you feel like I, I say all the time, I'm flying by the seat of my pants, like, which I don't like, I don't, I don't pride myself in that. I think that that's a terrible way to run, run a business. Um, However, however, and sorry to cut across, I think it's really important to even talk about that for a moment, because when you open up a new business, because that's what you did, you changed fully new location. It was a brand new build, like monumental in the size of what you created. Um, And when you do go into a new business and let's let's be honest with ourselves again through COVID, through multiple lockdowns, through multiple layers of restrictions, like hardcore, 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 brand new business who already took a massive hit because by closing one to start the other, that whole... And a rebrand, and a rebrand. And a a rebrand. Oh my God, yes, and a rebrand. I think it's really important to understand that uh, starting, setting up a business is going to be the most intense part of a business's journey. Because the level of intensity, so you essentially are writing brand new systems, brand new duty sheets. You are learning about staff. So when one comes through the door, you've asked them questions. However, when they walk out the door, you go, Jesus, thank thank God for that. Or sorry, Steve-o, what can I take from that? So you're building the dialogue around who are the team members that on want to inspire and bring into our fold building the right team and building people that believe yeah. in your foundation yeah. and that are there for the right reasons. I think this was something Tracy when, when you were here in 2019 or 2020 that we that we kind of I was just telling the girls we kind of butted head over head butted heads over this. But there was so much unknown for me that I was like we're talking about some of these things but I don't even know how it's going to play out. And I don't think at yeah. that time I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that that was what was causing this kind of like uncomfortableness in me. And now that I'm here living it you can spend all the time in the world planning your business all and guess what it's not you your systems that you create aren't going to work because you have different team members or because you open in the middle of a pandemic and there's lockdowns and you have to pivot and you have to change and 
or something, your idea that you're like, you know, you think this is it. This is the, this is going to be so successful. I'm going to launch this class and it's going to sell so well. It doesn't. And you have to just be like, okay, well, that was maybe, maybe in three years that'll work or maybe in six months it'll work. But right now it doesn't work. Um, and that I think but that's, that's the blueprint of business. And um, we need to reiterate that, Kaylin, because that's a huge piece of business. Business is you you have an idea and it might not work. OK, bin it. Bin it. Be very gentle with yourself. That's OK. That's the way business grows. Yeah. You have an idea that works. Go with it. Go with it. Go with it. Learn with it. And learn, learn, with from, it, learn with it. it. And learn yeah. from it. Right. Um, yeah. And then another another huge one. And I think this is what I've again in this last kind of four months I've recognized, which I'm, I'm, I'm maybe being slightly repetitive in saying this, but it's not forever. This piece of where I'm at now and this struggle and these barriers that I keep facing and these questions and this, that feeling of like, why did I do this? Like some days I'm like, okay, my coffee machine that costs $35,000, let's just, let's just sell it and sell the whole business. And that like, if I just get that out of this business, I'll be good and I'll keep, keep teaching, but I don't want the cafe anymore. Um, and that, that I shouldn't say that, that comes, those moments come, they're very, they're oh, not yeah. frequent and they're, they're, they're gone as, as quickly as they kind of come into my head. But recognizing oh, yeah. this isn't forever where I'm at and this kind of stuckness that I'm, you know, or where I feel stuck, stuckness, I don't think that's the word, where I feel <laughs> stuck isn't forever. And in yes. in 18 months, it will be better yet. That Like we're, we're further ahead now than we were when I opened 18 months ago. And I think back to the loneliness piece of entrepreneurship, this mm. is what friends don't necessarily, you know, or people in your life don't necessarily see. They're, you know, all I live and breathe and sleep and on. That's what I, that's what I do, but it's not mm. forever. And I recognize that. And I'm setting myself up for those boundaries to, as my business gets more established and I have a, you know, a stronger a client base in the cafe. And as I have a stronger team and as I've delegated these tasks that currently I only know, which is one of my biggest regrets about the way I started my first business or the Ruby apron was that I didn't, there were no systems cause it was just me. Um, but it's not forever. It's not forever. And I think that's a really important piece to remember. Oh, it's a huge self-care piece as well, Kaylin. It's it's giving yourself the time to learn, grow, implement, fall fucking flat on your face, get back up again. And when you get back up, go, okay, I get it. I get it. I see that. Oh, I see that now. Okay, perfect. I'll write that down. I'll make note of that. I'll change that system. I'll implement this new change as a result. And it is, it is being that flipping gentle with yourself. When I went into Tracy Daly Food Business Coach, the first thing I said, the, the first biggest permission I gave myself out loud, I said, Tracy, come on, girl, fall, keep fucking falling. I want you to fall down and I don't care if it's with grace and dignity, it could be with nothing. And I want you to get up with grace and dignity. And I want every little inch extra that you're able to get off that ground, I want you to learn from it. I want you to give yourself that forgiveness because I would have, for years, I had a cafe many years ago and it was completely different and I was a different human. And even over the last decade, it's human. And when I opened this, I knew. And that's it, Kaylin. You can't know until you fucking know. You can't read it in a book. You can't hear it in a podcast. Even though you can, certain things you'll take with you, but other things you have to leave behind because you're not ready for it. You said that. That that makes perfect sense. That's that personal growth piece. But knowing that I had to go through what I went through in order to be in a position to be ge that gentle with myself. And I'm still like that today. Yes. And if I get overwhelmed, yeah. I go, Tracy, it's okay, it's okay. If I fall down, yeah. I and that's something, yeah. And that's something I'm trying to teach my team every day is, is, you know, be confident enough to make mistakes and be confident enough to, to take those mistakes and learn from it. And some mistakes like a stand mixer falling off the counter and breaking is not a great, great mistake, but there's other mistakes that like, you're going to do it once and you'll never do it again. The stand mixer falling off. Yes. <laughs> one of those, but, and reflection. And yeah. I'm trying to teach my team. The, the benefit of reflection, reflection, you know, at the end of the day, not overthinking, yeah. but reflection at the end of the day, sit down and say, you know what, today went really, really well. And I'm proud of myself because I, I got every, all of the baking was out by, by the time Kaylin wants it out. And I, my cinnamon buns looked great. Or, you know what, today started off really bad because I came in and there was, you know, I was annoyed by this because someone hadn't done this or whatever yes. and giving yourself permission to feel those things and then be like, okay, but tomorrow's a better day or tomorrow's a new day and we're going to move forward and we're going to grow in that. Um, and it sounds a bit like, I, it sounds a bit silly, but it's, it's oh, okay. those small things that can, 
yeah they you know, build you up. they mount up but i think this goes back to you know the work culture like what do you want to stand for uh what you want to taste of what you want to be known for with your team not publicly because it's not about the public it's about who you are how you want to show up how you want to represent yourself in your business and how you want your team to feel uh, while working under your umbrella and then it's equipping them so even saying to them can you write down the highs and lows? Can you write down the, the 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 harshness and the lessons from today? And it's that capturing, isn't it? So who do I task as a boss? So this happened this week. Um, here's a couple of great solutions. This is the one we're going to choose. Can I ask you to implement? Because your team write the best SOPs. So you can implement SOPs, but they need to perfect it. So even to give them yeah. a task, give them a job and for you to oversee, it's the accountability piece within each area and space, isn't it? Like it's massive. Yeah, and we running do, a so business we, is fucking huge. Like it's a massive job. <laughs> so no wonder you're a solopreneur. I know you've now built a, a, an integral team, and you left me a wonderful voice note the other evening talking about two individuals. And I love that. I love that sense of accomplishment and how the, the jigsaw puzzle. Those pieces just how perfectly they came either side of you being that centerpiece in that jigsaw. And it just was a beautiful moment. And, you know, you shared it with me. So thank you for that. But but that's a big. Yeah. Part. And you know what it is? It's a, a huge piece of those two employees that you're talking about is that they see the vision, they see yeah. the big picture and they share the vision and they live by it, not just at all. Oh. They live by it in their daily life, which I think is such a tremendous tremendous it's hiring the right people which mm. i said earlier you know it's it's you can you can hire a lot of wrong people and it's not that they're 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 just not right for your business yeah right yeah yeah it's no yeah. no easy feat so if we um because i want to spend a couple of minutes a couple of minutes we could talk for fucking hours um tell <laughs> tell me about the the ruby apron and then the progression piece so bring me bring me back on that journey so I, I want to write a book on this one day in my spare time. I want to write a few books, but this is one of them. Um, so I started the Ruby Apron um, kind of on a whim with no, no, I like I didn't set out to be a business owner. I just wanted to teach people to cook. Um, and that's how it started. And I started it out of my home and I built it up. And quite quickly it was, you know, I started it, I was still working. And, and then I realized if I'm going to start a business, I need to give it my all. So I quit my job. And I started teaching kind of full time. And what, what was your I previous life? So what was your previous life? My, pre I have an education degree that I thought I'd never use. Then I went to culinary school with no intention of working in food. And now I own a uh, cooking school, which is quite funny. But, uh, and I was working as a, through university, I was working as a sales manager for a custom home builder. Um, very different, very different world to what I do now. Um, so I started teaching. And one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't write the struggles of starting the Ruby apron down. I don't, you know, you look through life with rose colored glasses after the fact, and I remember the the positive pieces of that, but I don't remember the days where I know I was like, what am I doing? Is this the right choice? I know I felt all those things then, and I just don't remember it, which also pushes me forward in this business. Um, and then we started teaching and then um, was, thankfully through word of mouth built built that business up to something that was quite successful and i was bursting at the seams which is a really fortunate place to be uh as a home as especially as a home-based business with no overhead right like i was i was bursting i couldn't keep classes on the schedule i was teaching i i'd outgrown my space so i decided to start looking for a space and it took a year i was quite uh stuck in my ways about what i wanted to find and i started to look for a, a commercial space um, which I found um, when you were here. <laughs> um, I think yeah. maybe I'd found it slightly before that, but, um, and, and at that time, so when I was, when I was the Ruby apron, I was just teaching, teaching classes and that was pretty, pretty much all I did. Uh, and then I found this commercial space that I'm in now um, and uh, signed, a, had a whirlwind of a try at time because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. I was just about to sign the lease as COVID hit. Um, prior to that though, prior to, prior to, um, finding the space, I rebranded because as I was deciding to expand, I thought it was the only opportunity I'd have a really great opportunity, I guess, that I would, that I had with expanding the business and changing the business kind of into two, two pieces, the cooking school and the cafe. I was able to, to, it was the only time to rebrand. So I rebranded from the Ruby Apron to On Kitchen and at the end of 2019 with the announcement that I was expanding. And then rate is prior to the pandemic. I, I was about to sign the lease, didn't. And then shit hit the fan. Uh, that was, I didn't know if my business would survive, let alone if I'd ever, if I'd ever expand and if I'd be able to, and the fear and the struggle and the intensity of those feelings of like, I've just spent whatever, four years building this business. 
and now not for what like it's just gonna poof like like that because of this pet you know at that time in, in march of 2020 we had no idea what was ahead yeah um but i just i just knew that i had this massive amount of i you know i had to cancel three months worth of classes that were sold out with eight people you know i was teaching four or five nights a week eight people in a class a hundred dollars it was a lot of money that all of a sudden went yeah went onto the back thankfully people took credits but it was this money that was hang, over, you know hanging over over my head mm-hmm. um and then things seemed to kind of look up in October of 2020. Um, and I signed the lease. We were able to kind of push things forward. And I signed the lease uh, through. It was that was tough. That was a really tough experience. Writing the business plan was a really I felt a, like a phony. I felt like a fake because I'd, I'd owned a business, but I didn't. I'd never structured it as a business. It was just kind of this passion thing that happened. And I, I joke that I fell into entrepreneurship. Obviously there's something that I did right. You don't just, <laughs> but, but I didn't, I didn't sit down and I didn't write a plan. Um, and then I did, I, I had to write a plan to get the loan and I was approved for a pretty uh, incredible loan. Actually it's backed by the, uh, by the federal government. So um, I, I was pretty proud to get to, you know, be approved for that loan in a global pandemic. Uh, and then, the build started and the real struggle started. It was just, I hadn't even seen the half of it as what, what I was going to face um, as I as I moved forward. The build started in November of 2020 and everything was so slow, mm-hmm. so slow. And I couldn't make money because we were in the middle of a global pandemic. So I couldn't teach at home. I couldn't, there was restrictions. Um, so I was still, this this money that was on the back end of the website was still just kind of hanging there. And, you know, a build never goes to plan. It was permits and, you know, the city and all of that and it was a struggle and I can remember in that that was around my birthday like I was saying earlier when I my birthday in 20 um 21 that I was like you've got it like this is it mm-hmm. you you're bound by contracts now this is your future pick yourself up and just figure out a way to be positive and, and push forward uh, and I wasn't gracious in that time I was I was kind of a misery because <laughs> um, it was tr- it was tough uh, and I had there was some I had some personal stuff going on in my life too that was that was pretty significant. Mm. Um, and then we opened. It seemed to just go like we, the the bill took you know it was supposed to take three months and it happened in about six weeks in the end. Like there was it sat and it sat and it sat and it sat and then all of a sudden it was like okay we're opening and I it was the beginning of uh, the end of June of 2021. Um, Raiders our our. Uh, provincial government opened everything up um, and then everyone left because they could travel. <laughs> so we opened and no one was here. Um, so we opened, but in hindsight, I'm quite grateful to opening through a pandemic because it allowed me to make mistakes that I don't think I would have been able to make uh, in a, in a normal world, whatever a normal world is. Jeez. Did I answer your question? That was like a really, whew. yeah, well, it's huge, isn't it? And I think it's, I just think it's really important to understand that when, as a solopreneur, like we come with certain gifts and talents and to recognize that we don't possess other gifts and talents and to also recognize that by outsourcing those lacking gifts and talents, which aren't a negative, it's fucking normal because you can't be all things to all people, bringing those extra resources in however which way you can which then allows you to do what you do brilliantly is one of the hardest pieces of a business model to understand fully and sit in that and recognize it and implement that. But for you to see how far you've grown and how far you've come from, because we were sitting in your house, we were sitting in your your home, which was your cookery school, trashing out business plans, trashing out the future, the identity, everything about it. It was absolutely incredible. And then to be on this journey with you, because we link in regularly, which I love and adore. And we do that with intention because we both have shit shows that we need to to offload from each other because it's only the other that will understand the other, which is quite yes, powerful. Exactly. And even to recognize that. And I love you brought it up twice. Talking to family and friends, as beautiful as it is, it's it can be one of the worst decisions you can make for yourself. Because people are directed through their own fears and their love for you. So their advice is based on their fears, their limitations, their inherited beliefs and their love for you, which is overprotection. So you're never going to get what you need from those people. And and that's not to insult them. That's to say they're beautiful and they're wonderful. Of course, they're coming at you in that direction. But it's to know that for you to get out of your own head, you must be very, very choosy about the individuals that you share with. And it's what's in it for me from both points of view. So W-I-I-F-M, they're five letters that I love. What's in it for me? And that's a huge growth piece over my business that I'd love to share. You never show up at a table empty handed 
but nor does the other person. So that's a really critical piece, isn't it, Caelan? And you, you understand that fully. You have to be very careful who you let in, who you give permission and where the boundaries are within each relationship. So business, as much as you can't read it in a book or watch it in a film or listen to it fully on podcasts or audio, uh, you have to live it and experience it with great forgiveness, knowing that my learnings today will facilitate a better tomorrow. And that, that's huge. And I and it's it's the sorry, the backbone. No, I was going to say, and it's a huge yeah. piece of your growth, your model now that you apply. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And it's the, it's the best piece of as much as there's struggle in, in entrepreneurship and being a business owner and all of it, there is, I mean, you don't, you do it because you love it. Yeah. There's no, you don't, you know, and it's a choice. It's a conscious choice that I made to expand or to, to be a business owner and all these things. Um, even if I joke that I fell into it, it was, a, I, I made that choice. Um, and it's the best bit about it mm. is, is the, the, the struggle and what, what can come from that struggle. Yeah. Um, but back to the people in your, I think it's so important to have those people um and 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 recognize that it's the people that you can really have true conversations with and that either will listen mm. or will have advice for you that makes sense yeah. because they get it and they've lived through that right? yeah yeah and knowing that you take the advice away and then look at it with your own eye in the comfort and privacy of your own home and then make a decision around it you don't have to make a decision in that moment as well it's really important gather well but don't implement fucking everything because you know you can get great advice but it has to sit and resonate with you and your gut for yes. it to be of real value but another thing Kaylin and, and I became who I became as a food business coach because I'll never forget it would have been roughly and I'll, I'll, I'll try and put the accurate timings on it but I think it's 11 years ago where I was sitting on the floor in my bakery at a bakery cafe and I was sitting on the floor in my bakery and my, my brother Kelvin couldn't get me off the floor because I was bawling like I knew my business was coming to the end we had hit the, the huge recession the last six months watching everything decline and it was my baby I married my business this was my dream everything about it even the struggles and uh, he tried to get me up he couldn't get me up so he sat sat beside me you know and that was a huge thing I didn't have someone like me in my life back then so I am now her mm -hmm. and that for yeah. me is a huge thing like I love being able to listen critically to people and their struggles because not only have I lived it I have learned from it I have studied within it. I now have tools. I now um, am able to implement strategies that you need to implement, be, being the, the client that engages with me. But I, I don't even call them clients. They become my family because I, I end up falling in love with everyone I work with because it's such a yeah. passion-driven business. Fuck, like, if you didn't have the passion you had, you couldn't have created... Uh, no. why you didn't like there should have been awards and plaques everywhere because the, the quality of your cookery school was outstanding I can say that because I'm 10 years as a senior teacher from Ballymaloo Cookery School which is a world-renowned cookery school so I can say about you about the ruby apron holy shit you were born to teach holy shit it's incredible what you achieved thank you Tracy yeah I, and I, I love teaching and I think that that's a huge that's a huge you know not not everyone can teach there's yeah. a hundred like you just because you love something doesn't mean you can teach however I do think when you love something it makes it easier to teach yeah um you said something a second ago about and I think trusting your gut with with taking people's advice I think trusting your gut and this is this is something I'm working on consciously every single day when I get that pit in my stomach that's mm. like something doesn't quite feel right here trust it yeah trust it because every time i start to feel that mm. it's the start of something that's probably not going to be really positive oh i love um, it I love and try and really trusting it i love um, that you know and, and and having confidence in 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 the the brand and your value and your mission and i think yeah. that that's sometimes for me where i struggle when other people come in they're like but you could be saving money here and i'm like i could i could i could buy my flour for probably you know 70% less yes but I'm not supporting yes. Howard Crossing Foods, who I love, and I'm not supporting Tony and Penny Marshall, oh. who are the producers behind that flower, and and I'm not, I, and, and the quality of the flower isn't there. So I think I think being being you know confident in your values and confident in your in what you've built and trust trusting what you've built is a huge piece, and that can be when you're feeling stressed and you're feeling struggle, that can be hard to remember that that is what you've ate, what what's built a successful business. Yeah. 
who are you? What's your identity? I love that piece, Caleb, because values are everything. And also to say I'm reflecting the price accordingly throughout my whole business, as in I am willing yeah. to take this on because it's a passion piece. It's a values piece. But I'm also a mindful business operator in that I know I must yeah. reflect that further. And that's how and everyone educating your customers. Yes. <laughs> in it, yes. Right? I mean, yes. A hundred percent. Our cinnamon buns taste better because we use this butter or whatever <laughs> it might be. You know? Stop it now. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Sold, Kaylin. I'll take a dozen in the post immediately. <laughs> Actually, you were supposed to send me um, sourdough starter dehydration because we were, we were going oh. to do a sourdough masterclass. Ooh, can we yes, do that? I, so I dehydrate. I, yes, I dehydrate. I'll send you some. Oh, yes. Some, it'll be like a little baggie of drugs. That come- <laughs> But really, it's just <laughs> Alberta-based sourdough starter. Also, I just dehydrated some. Woohoo! Um, and it works quite well. I was quite, I was a bit like, I don't know. But um, yeah. yes, I, I have some, I'll send it to you this week. Fabulous, darling. Well, let's do that. Now, look at, for anyone else that has tuned in, because you put up the most powerful pieces on your Instagram. You go into detail, you share your life, you share the struggles, you share the the ups as well, like the wonderful pieces. And you share what, what, Fucking hit you hard and fast in in a day or in because a we need to be talking about yes. it. We need to be talking. We need about open it. dialogue to normalize this yeah. fucking shit show that is the reality of our lives that we love and adore and that we live for. Um, but I want everyone to find you because they need to to keep up with you because this I've only broached this with you once because you're now going to come on the podcast four times a year. Isn't that correct? Yeah. As a guest, yeah, yeah. As a VIP guest speaker, fabulous, solid. Thank you. But where where can they find you? Give me all of your ats and handles and all sorts. So Instagram at on kitchen. Um, it's A W N, um, not O N, which is what 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 often people hear. So A W N kitchen. Um, and that's what we are on Facebook as well. Love it. Okay, people. And our, yeah, what yeah. were you going to say? Your website. The website is onkitchen.com. Love it. You've got to do it. Get yes. to Alberta. And I have to say, I had the, one of the best culinary experiences and tours with you and your mum that I will never get over, ever in my lifetime, because it was epic. So your food scene, I remember coming back going, the food scene in Edmonton is outrageous. It's so wonderful. Blew me away. So I'm not surprised you are who you are in the space that you um, choose to be. And your success and your growth all make sense to me because I know you deep down. And so I can see it reflected in everything that you do. So I want to say I love what you do. I love following your journey. And I love that we have each other in our own lives because it's very important. Yes. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, thank, thank you. you Caleb. And I'm always grateful when I can send you a voice message when I'm driving. <laughs> about whatever drama. I'm having. <laughs> and also the weather. You always keep me up to speak because I love the snow yes. because I'm a weirdo. Oh, it, it snowed. Your brother brought snow this morning in Calgary. Oh, he would have been dumped with snow. Yeah, they got a lot of oh. wet snow. The first snow of the year. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, now yeah. see, stop it now. That's not fair. Leave on that note, why don't you? Now go, get out of here, get back to work. <laughs> okay, bye, Tracy. Thank you. Lots of love. Bye, 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 bye.